Hey guys, welcome to Men's Moment, a weekly short devo for men to challenge and encourage you to engage in authentic, Christ-centered manhood that is biblically directed. Take the next five minutes and enjoy a moment of clarity in your life's purpose, a man's moment of purpose. Years ago, when I thought I wanted to take up woodworking as a hobby, everything I tried to build was an absolute train wreck. Despite my best freehand efforts, whatever I was trying to build turned out looking like a piece of deck furniture from a shipwreck. It was pitiful. Well, finally, in desperation, I visited a friend who turned out magnificent creations of wood, regardless of size or complexity. Everything fit. Everything was the correct dimensions. And I kept asking, why him and not me? Well, that's when I noticed something. Hanging on the walls in his shop in various places were patterns. Some were made of heavy cardboard, while others were very thin wood. But each seemed to be something of made for something larger than itself. So I asked him about this. I thought you free-handed everything you do. Why do you have so many templates, I asked. Looking at me with a combination of amusement and surprise, he answered, uh, why should I freehand something when somebody has already made a great pattern I can use? Well, sometime later, his question in just some of my crazy thinking I do caused me to think about something else. Do you remember the what would Jesus do campaign some years ago? You know, there's actually an extended series of events that led up to the modern WWJD campaign, as it later became known, that all began in the 1400s when Augustinian monk Thomas A. Kempis wrote a book that was entitled Imitation of Christ. In 1881, some 400 years later, and inspired by Kempis' book, the pastor preacher evangelist Charles Spurgeon peppered one of his sermons with a phrase, what would Jesus do while in London? Well, there were several other steps throughout history regarding the subject of imitating Jesus' actions in daily life that all led up to the 1990s in our century or the past century when Janie Tinklenberg, who was a youth leader in Michigan, read a book entitled In His Steps, written by Reverend Garrett W. Sheldon. Now, that's just one of the aforementioned historical steps. I didn't want to make this too long. And after that, she embraced the phrase, what would Jesus do, or WWJD, as the phrase became known for. She applied the principle behind the question quite successfully in impacting lives in her ministry, and the rest, as they say, is history. Well, as time progressed, it was fascinating to watch the explosion of materials that were built around this question WWJD, what would Jesus do, as people were encouraged to really ask the bottom line question, how can I emulate Christ in my daily life? Now, the challenge for me, however, was always in the question itself, because it seems that what would Jesus do needed to be modified a bit just simply to ask, what did Jesus do? Like our earlier carpenter story, Jesus should be the template for our daily lives, So it's not a matter of what would Jesus do, but rather what he did. By looking at what he did, which are the templates for life that he laid out, we really don't have to deal with pondering what would Jesus do. Remember that what Jesus taught in the Gospels was based on God's commands from the Old Testament and gave context to those listening. An example would be during the Sermon on the Mount when Jesus said, You have heard it said, 
you shall not commit adultery. We find that in Matthew 5, verse 27. Jesus' admonition at that time was based on God's previous command, you shall not commit adultery, found in Exodus 20, verse 14. There were times that Jesus spoke in parables to teach life principles, such as the story of the Good Samaritan in Luke 10, verses 30 through 37, or maybe the parables of talents in Matthew 25, verses 14 through 30. And then, of course, we have the story of the rich fool in Luke chapter 12, verses 13 through 21. In each of these instances, as well as others, Jesus was never ambiguous about the subject matter of the discussion. That ambiguity part is what gets in our way from our human nature, or sin nature, I should say. The point is, Jesus has already given us many guidelines. He did the heavy lifting and decision-making so that we can follow the patterns or examples now in our times. Let's remember also that there were things Jesus would not do. So we don't have to guess about that either. For instance, Jesus would not stand for anything that stood against God, and he continued to praise God even as he was repeatedly tempted by Satan in the wilderness, as we see in Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. Another point is that Jesus would not stand for unrighteous practices, as we see in Matthew 7, verse 5, and other verses. And he even openly rebuked the religious leaders of that time for their unrighteous acts and practices. And finally, even as he hung on the cross, Jesus remained obedient to God's will, as is recorded in Matthew chapter 26, verse 39. So from these examples and many that I've not listed, we can be assured that we already have the patterns we need to help us lead well-constructed, God-honoring lives. Jesus built those patterns. We just need to become more familiar with them, use them in our daily lives, and quit freehanding it, as I did in my carpentry, and then wondering why life turns out so misshapen from our efforts. Now, if you're pondering what patterns you need to review, here's what I suggest. Start at the beginning of the Gospel of Matthew and then keep reading until you get to the end of the Gospel of John. And while you're doing this, take pen and paper in hand and record every parable, every admonition, every utterance of Jesus that gives direction. Then, beside each notation, make a note of the area of life Jesus addressed and then ask yourself, what did Jesus do? What did he teach? But more importantly, How do I then apply that to my life today? I am certain that if you study your Bible with this level of attention to detail, you'll see how many of the what would Jesus do questions modify into statements like, wow, that's what Jesus did. The final outcome will be new patterns to build a healthier, more confident, and more vibrant life with Christ. Have a great week. That's it for this week's Men's Moment. I hope you enjoyed it and that you will take at least one step of what we discussed and put it into the fabric of your daily life starting today. If you would, take a moment to pass this podcast link on to another man. Encourage him to listen and subscribe. So until next week, pray hard, love your family deeply, and do all of your work like you're doing it for the Lord. (laughs) Because you are. Blessings. Blessings.